0: Four ways in which you can obtain a second passport, second citizenship. A while ago, we touched upon the idea of why you would want to consider such a thing because most people won't think about it over their lifetimes, but the choices we make now can have a massive impact, not just on ourselves, but also our partners and potentially future children as well, if you go down the route of having kids Now, there's four main ways in which you can obtain a second passport. Uh, Rather than me keep saying passport and citizenship, if I say passport, I'm going to say, I mean citizenship as well. Four ways. And they've all got different pros and cons. The four main ways are number one through ancestry, number two through time and naturalization, and number three, through flexibility and number four, through investment. Ancestry is quite straightforward. So maybe you might have a a mum or dad who is from a different country or grandparents or potentially even great grandparents. So again, let's just say you're a UK citizen and you find out that one year grandparents is South African. For example, then that might be a way to get a second passport because then you can prove that lineage, you can prove that heritage. Time and naturalization, that involves being in a country for long enough. Uh, The advantage here is that pretty much anyone can do this. And depending on the country, you might need to spend a lot of time there or you might not need to spend a lot of time there at all. That depends on the country. Flexibility. Flexibility means that there are a couple of things that are a bit unorthodox potentially, but I think things that can be done. And one of these is what uh, we're looking at moving forwards. So you can obtain a second passport through giving birth in particular countries not every country, but there are particular countries where giving birth in that country can lead you to getting a second passport, even potentially changing your religion is a route to go down. That's flexibility. And then investment. Now, if you're dealing with ultra high net worth individuals, then or just high net worth individuals thinking about it, then you might find that making an investment into a country, uh, that could be by buying a house, or it could be by putting a, a certain amount into a bank account over there. Again, it depends on the country. Not every country does this, it depends. But by doing that, then that investment can be exchanged in effect for citizenship or residency. That leads to citizenship. So as you can see, there's numerous ways it can be done. What we're going to do is quickly go through the different ways they're going to come up with pros and cons of each of them. Ancestry. So Ancestry, the simple requirement for Ancestry is that you have the right ancestors. A bit of a no-brainer, but it, it does exactly what it says in the tip. So do you have other people in your family that are different nationalities, basically. The benefits of ancestral residencies and citizenships is that it's normally the easiest way and it's normally the cheapest way. So again, it's looking at the family tree, looking at the genealogy. Again, oh my, my grandfather is South African, getting the paperwork together, Happy days applied to what I imagine in that case would be the South African government uh, follow their bureaucratic processes to obtaining said passport or residency. Job done, there you are. Apparently, that can take anywhere between three months or maybe a couple of years. I've not done it. My understanding is that our family is is English is probably as English as they come, so it's not a route I would explore, but certainly. Again, it might be something that you want to explore. And again, go back to previous episodes of why you would want to consider doing this in the first place. So the easiest one, ancestry. Naturalization, now, this is the one that takes the longest period of time. But it's also one that pretty much anyone can do. Again, it could take anywhere between three years, 12 years, maybe even longer, maybe slightly less, depending on the country and the circumstances. So what do I mean by that? I'll give you an example. If you uh, live in Spanish-speaking part of the Americas, and you are looking to get a Spanish passport, for example, because you come from a former colony, then rather than going through Spain's full naturalization process, which is about 10 years, if you're from one of the former colonies, uh, that process only takes two years. That's just an example of a rule that Spain has. Not every country is gonna have that, but it's a good example nonetheless. With naturalization, it normally takes the longest period of time. It also, most of the time, means that you have to move to another country. Again, that's not for everyone, but if you're open to that idea, then do consider it. Some countries might require an investment. And again, I'm not gonna run through every single country. It's up for you to do your homework or, or speak to people that have done it before. But do be aware that some countries might require an investment. The biggest benefit of naturalization is that most countries allow it. So if you are going over to a new country, you are you know, contributing to the economy or whatever it is you're doing, or you just like living there, you normally find that most countries do allow it. It also can be a bit more expensive to go through naturalization, especially in comparison to ancestry, especially in comparison to ancestry, And again, a lot of that's just going to come down to bureaucratic processes of the country. Flexibility. uh, There's some great examples in flexibility. I really do. I really do love the idea of flexibility. Flexibility is basically thinking out of the box, completely thinking out of the box. So the requirements are, uh, do you have a willingness to do other things that people wouldn't consider doing? And potentially, you might need to move to another country as well. So if those things tickle your whip, it, so to speak, flexibility might be for you. Big benefit of flexibility is you normally end up with simplified naturalization procedures and processes, so that can make things a lot simpler. Now, a couple of ways. To get into flexibility, uh, I'll start with my favorite one, um, which is to convert to Judaism. And obviously that involves Israel. So if you convert to Judaism, then that opens up the Israeli passport. So if you want a second option and you want to convert, then you're more than welcome to do so. Israel is the place for you. Just, I just love that example. I think that's absolutely genius. Other things, uh, marry a foreign citizen. Most countries, if you allow a foreign citizen, will then allow you or fast track you even to become a citizen uh, or at least get a passport or document from that country. So again, for myself, a future wife, yep, she's Mexican. It's something that we're exploring as well obviously it doesn't apply to her because she already lives there but certainly for myself having that marriage document notarized translated back into English opens up opportunities for myself moving forwards to get my temporary residency in Mexico and then make that permanent residency in a couple of years time genius most countries will allow that. And again, every country is going to have different rules and procedures, but it is something to bear, bear in mind. Of course, that, that will work both ways as well. So in, in our case, yeah, wife's Mexican, great. That helps me for when I go and get my residency permits, but also it means that should we decide to then in the future live in the UK, for example, it extends the spouse visa period as well. And it also means that for her, obtaining a British passport becomes slightly easier as well, because she would have a husband that is British, basically. Uh, the other thing uh, under flexibility is to uh, give birth in a different country. Now, this is something, again, that we have discussed. And the reason we have discussed that is that, number one, it would be an experience. Number two, if we're looking at getting second citizenships, it's, again, the process can become quite simpler depending on the country. Uh, And also, we are open-minded to to doing it. Uh, When I say we, we've had discussions already. Uh, She's happy to carry said child or children around. Uh, I'm happy to either finance it or deal with most of the admin, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, it's just talking to each other. Can we make it work? Are we open-minded to this happening? Great. If so, then what's the best country? Uh, at the time of recording, good countries to do it in, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, uh, the three most straightforward countries. Why Argentina. Well, if you give birth in Argentina, the child then becomes Argentinian. Automatically, if the child is Argentinian, but then has a Mexican mother and a British father, again, that child, without even knowing it, is has got flexibility. He then has he or she or it. Again, it will be Argentinian, but will have choices from his father's side or his mother's side. Also, in Argentina, if you give birth in Argentina, I believe that also means that, as a parent, you can then become an Argentinian citizen relatively quickly. One or two years is what I've read, not investigated it too much yet. We're not at that stage. but the point is we've had these conversations, and these are things that we have spoken about. Does't mean we'll do it, but we have spoken about it. So that's flexibility uh, finally, uh, the last one is investment now investment is normally quite quick normally involves the biggest amount of of currency though it could cost anywhere over and above a um, hundred thousand pounds to do so so the disadvantage is if you're not a high net worth individual then you know you might find the currency might be a bit of an issue but Normally, it's the fastest way to get citizenship right away. And a lot of these countries are Caribbean countries. A lot of them have good passports, to be fair. And again, a lot of it will depend on are you buying a home in, in this particular country? Do you have to put it in a bank account in this country? What's the amount? What are the requirements? That's always going to vary place to place. But if you're sat there with a spare, you know, a few hundred thousand. Pounds or dollars or whatever currency you've got, and you've only got the one passport, and you want or you need, for whatever reason it might be, you need to have that second passport in place. You might find that doing it via investment is possibly the best way for you. There we are. There are four ways to obtain a second passport. Just run over them again. Ancestry, that involves looking at your lineage, your genealogy. What's going on there? Time and naturalization. Are you gonna move to a country? Do you just like living in a particular place? Are you happy to relocate? If so, that might be the one for you. Flexibility. Again, that is possibly changing religion, uh, giving birth or marrying a, a foreign national. And then finally, investment. Do you have large chunk of cash? Do you want to obtain a second passport? If so, happy days. There's going to be a country out there that works for you. Predominantly, a lot of that is uh, Caribbean, but Malta, Portugal, many other places will do it as well. And they've all got their own advantages and disadvantages. So hopefully you find that useful. If you haven't listened to why you need to consider second passport uh, and or citizenship, then please go back and listen to that. And... Uh, good luck keep us posted on how you get on Uh, think outside the box because again it benefits you it will these decisions that you make now will benefit you spouse and future members of your family as well